Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Well, folks, as we do every week, we got to talk about the stock market. What is going on with the stock market? Uh, ups and downs. We can talk about PPI inflation. Uh, we bring on the one and only Mr. Dan Bird to have these conversations. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, man. So uh, what's going on in the market? Uh, obviously, the big thing from an economic standpoint last week was PPI. And uh, I think it exceeded all expectations to the downside. Uh, we saw the 10-year note fall. I, I think it hit a low of 3.38. Uh, yep. So lots of stuff came, going on. What, came, back, came back up at the end, but it's still it under 3.5. It did. Yep. So wh what did you see? I'm curious what you saw. Um, well, there was some hawkish talk from the Fed, which mm -hmm. I think the market is beginning to expect that, actually. Yeah, I wish they would. I mean, that's, they only have two things. They got this federal funds rate, which they move every six weeks. And then they have their voice. They're going to talk tough. They don't. They can't do anything else, right? Yeah, especially once we get into uh, recession. Yeah, they can't do anything so again, else. Yeah. By the way, so the other, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the other thing that I think is going to increasingly happen, and will warrant further discussion, is as we get closer to the terminal rate, which I think we are two small moves away from, you're going to see the Fed bifurcate. You will clearly see doves and hawks. Until this moment, they've been all on the same side. I think that changes after February 1st. Um, I don't know if it's February 1st. I, I think okay. what's going to happen is February 1st, there might be one more after that in yeah, March. I think so. And, and there might not be. <clears throat> there but true. there definitely will be one in February, I think, February 1st, quarter of a point. Mm-hmm. And I think then you won't see it bifurcate at that point, I don't think. Okay. I think all what right. you'll see is they'll all start talking about, we we may be leveling off now, mm. and we're just going to keep it there for a very long time. Okay. So the, so the narrative, right. I think, will be the length of time they keep it where it is. Yeah, see, I don't, I, I so sir, all this stuff is possible, right? I actually, I actually think there will be four or five uh, Fed presidents that actually uh, give lip service to five and a half, six percent, right? These are what we would call hawks. And then there'll yeah. be folks like Brainerd and and uh, others that'll say, no, we're, we're, we, we could be done or we're almost done. Cause I do think we get, you know, that extra kick of a quarter in March, but no, I think there's going to be some fed presidents that flap their gums and Jerome Powell, maybe one of them that mm -hmm. says we're going to six. So I, I don't, I don't think so. But again, We'll find out very soon. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we look at some things today that might shoot some holes in that. Awesome. I look. That's why you're here. Show me where yeah. I'm wrong. Show me what I'm missing. Yeah, we'll see. Um, let me share, show my newsletter, and then we'll talk about a few things. Mm -hmm. Go for it. All right. So I do this newsletter every week. I think most of your regular listeners know about this by now. Sure. But I still get you know some new folks that request to get on it. There's no charge for it. So 
It's just a kind of a compilation of the research I do every weekend. Mm -hmm. And I send it out to folks. So if you're interested, just send me a note to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. And I'll put you on the list. I'll send you last week's newsletter and I'll add you to it for the future. Okay. And if you ever want to be taken off, just send me another email. I'll just take you off. It's very easy to do that. So hmm. no big deal. Um, and I put these little cartoons in. You didn't have a chance to see the newsletter this week, right? No, I did not. I looked at Janet yelling, we're not in a recession. <laughs> yeah, she's in, and she's inside the bear. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. And then this one I thought was appropriate. At least we still have jobs. Yeah. Oh, those are inflation, apples. recession. <laughs> That's funny. Fewer and fewer people with jobs. I don't know if you if you go on LinkedIn very often. No, not very often. Yeah, I I go out there. I actually post some things sometimes. About once a week, I'll post a chart and talk about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it's amazing how many people out there now are talking about just getting laid off. Of course. My my network, of course, is mostly technology. Sure. Right. So Google. Yep. Um, Amazon, all the big ones. Sure. But you kind of should expect it, I think. Mm -hmm. This is the PPI from last week. Yep. Um, I'm, I'll show you what, what it actually came in at. But this actually is a... Um, so what is the red line telling us? Is that the, the red line is the linear producer price index going back to 1957. You just took a linear straight arrow straight through it, through the oh, middle. Is that, like, is that like four? What is that? Uh, just below five. Yeah, it's probably around four, close to okay. four. And then this and is, yeah. that's what it actually showed. And we were six, five last week. Right. Okay. And then uh, this over here, these, all this was in my newsletter. Mm -hmm. This is something that I had talked about before. I said yeah. that um, the 10-year uh, yield inversion, usually the recession doesn't begin until the inversion begins to uninvert. Okay. Not when it's inverted. Right, correct. Mm -hmm. Right, so this kind of gives you a view going back to 1957. Shows you the start of the recession. So we'll just take the first one. Start of the recession was in September, but the first inversion was in April. Of the preceding of the, year. Of the year before. Right. So 16 months from the time of the first inversion until the recession started. Hmm. And then they have a three-month rule that basically says it needs to be inverted for at least three months. So oh, for the 20, 2020, for instance, COVID, it, it had inverted six months early, but it never stayed inverted for more than three months. Mm -hmm. All right, so you know, if you just look down here, this is the the last one, the most recent one here. Recession started in two thousand and eight, but the inversion happened in December of two thousand five. Twenty four months between the time of the inversion until the recession, and it was inverted for eighteen months, right? Three months. Wow, that's right. So it can stay inverted for a long time. That's and that is my point. You can't, you know panic because it's inverted yes yeah, it has a pretty good record of forecasting a recession right. um but you can't panic as soon as it inverts you should start panicking when it starts uninverting yeah and, and if you look at that the average oh there it is you actually have the right average is 19 yeah. months that's right that's a year and a half folks right. we're sick we got a other year so this again just using this chart so 
here we could expect it to be inverted for another year. Yeah, nine so months. So the recession actually. might be no, a year. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It could be inverted, but the recession, court where I got this from, the recession, according to this, if we go by these numbers, is about nine months away. Oh, got it, got it. Okay, I see. All right. So, sometime in Q3, end of Q2, beginning of Q3, somewhere in there. Yeah. For a recession. Okay. Very cool. All right. Wow. All right. I want to show you something else. This is something I was just playing around with. Sure. Pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I know the one on the right is a little hard to see, but I, I was trying to make it bigger just to make it e uh, equal to the one on the left. Oh, okay. So they look fairly similar, don't they? Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what time frames were these? Well, the first one on the left no idea. is right, right now. Oh, okay. So these are monthly? These bars? are, yes, these are monthly bars. Correct. Okay. Got it. All right. So the one on the left is from 2020 to 2023. Okay. So that's current state. Oh, don't tell me the other one's the dot-com era. Uh, do you want to make a guess when it was? I'm going to go. Uh, it's a pretty big, pretty big drop there. Kind of like, kind of like what happened at COVID. In COVID. Yeah, I'm gonna go 01 to 03. Not quite. Uh, oh, 19, 87. 1987 ah, to 1990. That was the 87 the crash. Black Monday. Right. Interesting. I should have guessed that Black Monday. That's a big ass drop. That's 20. 1990 looks, and then look what happened after that big drop. Yeah. Market just. just just screamed higher. Well, it worked its way higher. <laughs> three years. I don't know if I'd say screamed. Yeah. Well, it looks it looks very much like the one on the left. No, I agree. No, I'm that's twenty twenty to twenty twenty two. Yeah, I would. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I All see right. it. Yep. So now, now let's look what happened. I, I love doing these historical comparisons. Yeah. Right. So let's see what happened in nineteen eighty seven. So those are the two charts right there. Now, mm -hmm. of course, in 2023, we can't go any further than that because that's where we are, right? Sure. Yep. But what happened after 1990? Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> Dan, are you telling me we're up for a 300%? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the scale is, but that looks impressive. It does, doesn't it? Oh, that's just till 2000. That's not even to 2020. That's, that's only till 2000. So that's just is, the next decade. Yeah, this is the this is the secular bull market. It oh, started right. in 1982. So what's what do you have the do you happen to know what the scale is like? Where were we at the bottom of? Like this is S and P, I guess. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this that's is the S and P. But yeah, you can clearly see it's up. It's that's a bull market run. Now, the, Dan, just so you're clear, that is screaming higher. Yeah. <laughs> That is screaming higher, but yeah, this is this is a, you know, I've always talked about secular bulls and secular bears, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And in and the nineteen eighty seven crash was a cyclical bear market inside, inside of, of a secular bull, mm -hmm. right? The secular bull started in nineteen eighty two and went to two thousand, eighteen years. So this here is just the last half of it after that crash in 87. 
Yep. One, where we are now, the one on the left is the crash of COVID. And I've maintained, and I'll show you another, I'll show you the chart again, but I've maintained that we are in a secular bull market right now. Yes, you have been remarkably consistent. Right. Okay. So let's take a look at some of the charts. Sounds good. By the way, just before, about 10 minutes before we started this, mm -hmm. my browser crashed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I had to rebuild all of my charts. Yeah. yeah. Frantically rebuild. I, I apologize for that. Yeah. But I'll run through these pretty quick. And then the, mm -hmm. the next session, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to do a sector review of all mm -hmm. the sectors and uh, the large cap technology names. And I'll talk about Darvis boxes there too. This this was in my newsletter as well. Okay. Anyway, I thought I'd start with the VIX. So as you can see, the VIX is um, inversely correlated to the market, to the yeah, S&T. It's, it's sub normal. 20. I saw that on Friday. It went sub yeah, 20. Sub 20. Wow. So the way I set this up, I've got a five day and a 21 day. The five day is red. The 21 day is green. The actual number is the gray area. Right. Kind of in the background. Okay. Mm -hmm. But having a five and a 21 allows me to see where they cross when the trend starts to change. Mm-hmm. And then I color coded it because it's inversely related. The colors relate to the, the trend of the market itself, not the trend of the VIX. Okay. Okay. So what that means is when the VIX goes down, the market goes up. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. And you can see it down below. This is the S&P down below. Kind of drew lines where these crossed. This started to become green right here. Mm -hmm. And you can see where that happened down here and the market trended higher. And then we have this little head fake right in here where it looked like the VIX was going to start taking off again, but it didn't. In fact, we actually had the market drop right here. Uh, if you remember that, we talked about it on this channel. Mm -hmm. The market dropped, but the VIX kept dropping too. Yep. So it was correlated. It was not inversely correlated. It was actually correlated, which is very rare. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I remember that discussion from December. Yep. Right. And then right now we're clearly in the green. So that looks like good news. And here's the 10-year uh, treasury down here. Oh, yeah. three. It's just anchored on that 3.5. Right. It's right on the 3.5. It's actually broken through the trend line from way, way back here. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Broken below that trend line. So that's good news for growth mm -hmm. if that continues. Um, next one here is this is the chart that I showed last week. This is kind of the go-to status of where we are. Mm -hmm. This has two levels of Fibonacci on here. And I've circled where the two of them are basically at the same point. The first one is right at about 4,000. Yep. And you can see last week we came up to 4,000 and got rejected. Yeah. Went back down until we got to Friday. Okay. So it looked like it was going to be the same old thing, same thing that's happened all year. We go up and hit that line, especially where the 200-day moving average, we hit it, we drop down and make a new low. So bear market rally, bear market rally, bear market rally, bear market rally. Hmm. But this time we didn't go down and make a new low. This time we started back up again, but then got rejected right in that same area. Now this time it's right at 
the two Fibonacci layer levels mm -hmm. at 4,000. Okay. Friday was very encouraging, and I'll show you some other things that look encouraging as well. So we had a big rally on Friday, came back up. It actually ended, let's see, it ended at 3972. This is the mm -hmm. S&P. And 4,000 is the key level right now. Okay. So the question is, are we going to continue going up and break through it finally? Or will we get rejected again, head back down and find out? There you go. Interestingly, and I, I forgot to mention this last week, but this was uh, last week was options expiration. Mm. And normally options expiration week acts the opposite of what the market's been doing. So going into that week, the market had been going higher. Normally options expiration the market makers want it to go down so they don't have to pay out all of that premium right. for options. And that's that's exactly what happened except for Friday. Okay. All right, so keep an eye on this. And remember too, I said that once it gets up above 4,100 right up in here, which is where this high was, there's lots of shorts. Short, short covering, that, yeah. Short covering that's gonna go on right in there. All these people yeah. that have been short all year. Yeah, I mean, well, something that's very interesting that, uh, you know, like looking at a totally different market, crypto market, Bitcoin has been screaming higher for the last week or so. And I think a lot of that is probably short covering uh, would be my guess. Yeah. Could very well be. Yeah. You can see the next uh, level where the two Fibonacci's meet is up here at about 4,300. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which has been a, a really important resistance level. So if we get above 4,100, I think it's going to definitely make it to 43, and then we'll see what happens. Probably we'll go sideways for a little while. Okay, sounds good. All right, so we'll see. Keep an eye on that. By the way, you're going to be gone in February, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm going to try to do some uh, individual videos. Should be fun. Using Zoom. And, and yep. what I'll do is I'll just do an update on some of these charts just to see mm -hmm. where we are as Perfect. we're going along. Yeah. Since I'll be talking to myself mostly. <laughs> may or may not be in agreement, but we'll see. <laughs> when you start disagreeing with yourself, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, this is the uh commodities. Oh, this 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 is the one I was afraid of. I actually have a yeah, look at that. Look at the inflation. Oh no. Yep, CRB gasoline and oil and lumber too. Yeah, I have a sneaky suspicion inflation may uh, rear its ugly head again. Yeah, it might surprise some people next month. Oh, that's not a good chart, dude. That's not good. Yeah, that's that is not going to be good. So the next CPI number is March, right? No, no February. February. February twelfth. Yeah, I think it's February twelfth. Um, yeah. yeah, that's not going to be good if these continue to go higher. Now, if you follow them across, you can see where they were before the very first Fed rate hike. So Feb, so it'll be a February report. So January of the preceding year will roll off. Right. Yeah, not going to be good. Yeah, that's that that might be concerning. Yeah, we'll you're keep definitely we'll going to get a, this. You're definitely going to get another Fed rate hike in March if that's a problem. Yeah. If this continues like this, yes, you're right. Yes. Okay. It's breaking in new highs right here. Yeah, that's you know, not good. This, this is a December, December high. Both of them are December high, beginning of December, end of December. 
Yeah, and gas is up like twenty percent or eighteen percent or something. So it's uh, it's very nerve. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's gonna be scary. Yeah, we'll okay. see. This is the uh, my long term chart, and this is what tells me whether we are no longer in a secular bull market, mm -hmm. like what I talked about before. Yep. So we're we're still hanging in there. Yeah, you're still confident. Still. I like it. I like confidence. Yep, we're still above these levels. I'll show you some things here in a second that are starting to look positive, actually. Okay. And then uh, this is the chart that I did for the January barometer, mm -hmm. January effect. Yep. We talked about this last week, but this is one that I'll keep tracking until the end of January. Mm -hmm. So this is one that I'll do in that um, short video that I put together. Yep. There's three criteria. First, the Santa rally. Want that to be positive. Second is the first five trading days. This all comes from uh, Stock Traders Almanac, by the way. Mm -hmm. yeah, they do a lot of research going back 70 years or more. Um, so those two are, have both been positive. So what we would like to see is the full month to also be positive. So if you look at the rate of change over here, I changed it last week. This was nine, nine days. Mm -hmm. We are now 14 trading days into January. I like it. Last week, this was 426, I think. Mm. So we've actually gone down a little bit. But if it if it gets above 4.15 by the end of the month, then that puts us in the upper quartile. So if you divide all the years back to 1950 into quadrants, mm -hmm. that puts us that would put us in the top quadrant of all years. Interesting. And this is something I meant to show last week, but I forgot to. It's okay. This comes from Earnings Beats. They also do a lot of um, historical research. So they've they've looked at 19 from 1950 on, they've looked at what the January ended, the period, the next 11 months from February to December, and then the full year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then he drew he broke it into quadrants. So this is the very bullish quadrant, quadrant one. And you can see the lowest number here is 1991 was 4.15. That's why I say if we if we're at 4.15 at the end of January or higher, then puts us into quadrant one, very bullish okay. for the end of the year. On average, the year ends 23% higher. Hmm. Also in the upper quadrant, 16 years. These are the these are the years that it ended higher. 16 years it ended higher out of 18. Right. You can see that. 2018 was lower and I'm not sure what the other one was actually. Oh, maybe this one, 1987, but it ended higher for the full year. Okay. All right. Then the next quadrant is bullish and we need 1.73 in January mm -hmm. to be in the second quadrant of bullish 15 out of 18 ended higher. And the average increase was 13% for the year. Right now we're at we are at three point two, right. All right for January, mm -hmm. and then the last two are bearish quadrants. So here's twenty twenty one, where we had a, a negative January, mm -hmm. still ended up twenty six percent interestingly, but you can see of all of these only two out of eighteen ended higher, right. And the average mm -hmm. full year was only two percent. And the last quadrant is when it's negative. Negative Januarys. The worst one is eight point five seven in two thousand nine, 
These are actually average negative growth. Wow. Right. So we really want to, we'd like to be in this quadrant one and we'll track this the next two weeks, basically. Right. It's all we've got left. A week and a half basically is all we have left of January. So we'll see where we end up, but it would be nice to uh, be able to end up positive. So the last thing I want to talk about here, this is again from my newsletter. I put some some, thing, some charts in here from uh, Real Investment Advice, mm-hmm. the newsletter that I get. By the way, one advantage of getting my newsletter, because it's free, is that you will get snippets out of other things that I mm-hmm. That you consume, yeah. That I consume, right. Like VectorVest, which I pay a subscription for, and some of the other subscription services. You don't get everything. You don't get all the, the cool bells and whistles that I have access to, but at least some of the high-level stuff. So this is the CPI three-month average annualized. Okay. All right. And the point that they're making here is the Fed may already be at its target rate. Yeah, I'm starting to see data like that. Again, target is, again, this is three months annualized. Right. Uh, But as we just talked about earlier, I'm a little nervous about next month. Yeah. One month can change this dramatically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of three. Yeah, of course it could. Yeah. This is the producer price that I just showed. Um, this one here is interesting. This is advanced retail sales. Mm-hmm. And this shows um, retail sales. Corporate earnings primarily come from what consumers do in an economy 70% driven by consumption. Yeah. So you can see after COVID, huge demand. Yes, look at that. Ran all the way up there. Came down here begin to return to normal. This is the zero line. Mm-hmm. This is where, and that's where we are right now. Consumers are out of money. Mm-hmm. So they may not be spending much going forward. Yeah, we talk about that a lot of my daily shows. Yep, okay. Right. So that that was an interesting one. This is the one I talked about before. Mm-hmm. Yep, also. remember that. Cool. Right. So this there's some good stuff. Um, Vector vest, I put some of that in. This one here was beginning, was looking concerning. This is the market climate. This is the earnings trend indicator. Mm-hmm. So this takes all the earnings, earnings that are reported and future earnings and puts them on a chart. And this line down here, this purple horizontal line is zero. Hmm. So if it goes below zero, then earnings are negative. Right. And that's very bearish. Okay. It's been it's been declining now ever since may of this year of last year 2022 of last year sorry pretty steadily declining Mm -hmm. but this past month it's kind of leveled off yeah real earnings really start not next week the week after so we'll 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 see yeah Yeah. and then this is the uh vector best chart that i look at i have that up every day Mm -hmm. shows me the number of buys versus sells the advancers versus decliners Cool. Kind of gives me a sense of what the market's doing during the day. Mm-hmm. And it was actually very positive last week. Very cool. So that, that's it for, for this one. Um, the next session, I'm going to talk about some of the sectors. We're going to review the sectors and see what they're doing. Awesome. And I'm going to point out some things that are beginning to look positive in there. I look forward to that. Well, Dan, could all, thank could you. all get derailed if uh, inflation <laughs> spikes higher, right? 
Yeah, the twelfth or fourteenth. Yeah, I think it's the twelfth. Yeah. Well, whenever it is. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, let me cool. show my newsletter one more time. Yes, sir. Uh, send me a note to breakpointtrading at gmail.com and I'll add you to the list. And this is this is January right here. So CPI report is on the 12th. That was yeah, that was last month or this month. Yeah. Yeah, that's this month. So I don't have uh February. February yeah. okay. in here yet. Right. Very cool, Dan. Well, thank you for doing this. Let's get into video number two. Take care. All right. Sounds good. Take care. <laughs>